everybody, and welcome back to the Jet Stream. As always, with me is my good friend, Connor Sheeran. Connor, how we doing? Jesse, I'm glad to be back. Oh. Go, we got football. It's, it's, uh, it's, we got football in a very weird year, but I'm happy to be back. It's so good. And as always, me, myself, Jesse Finver, it's good to be with all of you out there, all you Jets fans. Uh, you know, this is going to be an interesting year, Connor, as you just mentioned. But I think that this is something that we've been looking forward to for a very long time. We weren't sure if it was going to happen. Let's be honest. I, I don't think anybody at a certain point thought that there'd be sports in general, let alone football. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, you look at college football and they canceled the Pac-12 and the Big Ten. And obviously it's because it means more down there in the South. The SEC is still playing and the, 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 means big, more. And the Big 12. But we're, <laughs> we're here to talk about NFL football, specifically our New York Jets. This is the Jetstream, the official Jets podcast of Gotham Sports Network. And we have a lot to talk about. We haven't had an episode in quite a while. Uh, at least for me personally, I've been going through a lot of job stuff. I am no longer in Mississippi. I have left back. I have left WJTV and my contract was up and I've moved back to New Jersey. The the home of, back. The, the the actual home of the Jets. <laughs> um, I actually like was on one Jets drive the other day. Yeah. I I like got like a rapid covid test cuz I was going away and uh, it was right next to the hotel that the the Johnsons rented out for the entire, oh, for the entire Jets. I, I oh, forgot nice. what the hotel was called, but it was very nice on the outside. And I, I looked at the GPS and was like, please make a left-hand turn on one on Jets Drive. And I was like, whoa, because I knew it was Florham Park. I just didn't know that's where I was going. All right. like an old ID and just trying to get a press pass. All right. But speaking of COVID, <laughs> but speaking of COVID I mean, this is this has been the story of the offseason. Amen. Uh, the, the, the testing protocols that have been put into place, uh, the lack of crowds at training camps, the lack of preseason games. It's been a really weird offseason. It all started back in March. Um, the NFL draft, nobody was there in person, right? So that was a weird virtual draft we had back in April, right? And then you go into the offseason. OTAs really weren't a thing, so it was very difficult for a lot of the rookies uh, to get acclimated and whatnot. Usually over the summer, a lot of players, they work out together. That wasn't really a thing this summer. I mean, unless you're in the Tampa Bay Bucks, and, you know, Tom Brady doesn't really give a shit about any anything. Also, I can't yeah. profanity now, by the way. Since oh, I am yeah, no longer right. a representative of a news organization, <laughs> I can say whatever the fuck I want, <laughs> which is great. Um, so we had OTAs. That got all weird. Training camp. Um, you know, have you watched, did you get to watch Hard Knocks this year, Connor? Uh, off and on, but I gotta admit, uh, the first episode and part of the second, the only, the only thing that really remotely, like, gave me entertainment was watching all the players get the COVID tests. Yeah, that but, like, but even that, like, uh, th that's the point that I'm trying to make, though. Yeah. It's just a very, like, usually, oh, it's hard. Just... usually, like, the training, like, Hard Knocks starts and... It starts every episode starts with like a big like motivational moment like the the intense music comes on like like forty seconds into the <laughs> clip. Schreiber starts his narration. Right, right. <laughs> you know, like Sean, like this one, Sean McVay is like pumping up his team and right. like saying like we're not fucking around this year, man. And then the <laughs> the music starts right. But this year, usually this year, it's been like you know, we you got to be staying safe out there, man. Wear your masks, right? Yeah. Like it's it's just a very weird. It's a different feel to the show, and I. 
I can only imagine that that's it's very similar to what every team is going through. That's why I bring up the Rams and the Chargers because they were on hard knocks. But with the Jets, I, I know for a fact their team, like I mentioned before, they're in the hotel right outside the facility, all the rookies and whatnot at least. Uh, I know that other players are there too. But they rented yeah. out the entire hotel. So it's basically like a college dorm style thing they were having. That's not normal, right? Um, I believe that rookies on a lot of different teams, they had to stay at hotels, though. But for the Jets, I think they got the whole facility. Yeah. Um, and, and they had to get tested every like every day, I think, or every three days or three days I a week. It's every, I think it's every day. Every day or three days a week, which yeah, is a lot. Good. And, you know, they're, they're really not leaving that Florham Park area. This is the first sport we're going to see try well no we saw you know baseball's not doing a bubble but th this is a, a much different sport than baseball in the sense that players are banging it, heads they're, you know, they're, they're touching every single play yeah like. every day it's a it's it is a contact sport whereas baseball is you know not um very people are spread out in baseball so there's gonna be and very interesting hockey's in a bubble so it's that's a contact sport but they're in a and bubble ba so. and basketball as well you know yeah so it's gonna be very interesting to see you know how this works with COVID and whatnot. Um, but it's not just COVID that's been part of the offseason. Football stuff did happen. Um, the Jets, the Jets had what many believe to be a, a pretty good draft. Yep. Um, Connor, for, for your first question of the first <laughs> podcast of the 2020 season, uh, this draft, who's your, who's your guy? Who's the guy that you're looking forward to the most, this season, who do you think is the most important person that was drafted? I mean, the answer for me is is Makai Becton. I think we as Jets fans have been asking the team for years. I say asking when I say, or I really mean pleading for the team for years to take an offensive player in the first round that's not a quarterback. And they finally did, thank God. And they're yeah. addressing the need, the glaring need that they had to protect Sam Darnold. And luckily... Joe Douglas took it upon himself to do that, and he also, you know, signed some pieces in the offseason to hopefully make this offensive line something that will aid Sam Darnold in some capacity, in any fashion better than what he had last season. I still say when I watch some of the highlights from last season, it's, it's a goddamn miracle that Darnold came out of that season without a major injury. <laughs> like, oh, wait, you don't, on. you don't count Mono as a major injury? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I think mono we like was like would be like the biggest disease talk that would impact the NFL like for years to come, and then all of a sudden next year here we are right. sitting here watching every single player, every single player like insane. But definitely, I think it's Makai Becton. Um, he was obviously, I think it was either, it was either him or Andrew Thomas or um, Tristan Warps or guys like that. Basically, that was no, that to, was it. That was those were the yeah. Guys. When, it, when it got to the when it got to the Jets pick, I think we all just wanted them to take an offensive lineman. There were people, and honestly, I wouldn't have faulted the Jets for taking a guy like Ceedee Lamb or Jared Judy or anything like that because the Jets still. And that's another. That's a discussion for a few minutes from now. With wide <laughs> Jesse's pointing to himself. Um, me i was i was on that train but it worked out so it we'll worked get out to that. we'll get to that but i think we had makai beckton i think a lot like um i think all eyes are on him and offensive line is like you know especially interior like you know we're not so much interior with him but it's a little bit it's a little 
more difficult to gauge, I guess, because I think a lot of people look at when they're looking at players, they read stat sheets, and it seems to be like that's like a, lo- a lot of things people run on. So you actually have to watch highlights, I guess, to kind of properly gauge how good an offensive lineman is. Oh, there, there will be highlights. There will be, I, I'm very much looking forward to seeing Mackay Becton, you know, pancake some people. Oh, yeah. Um, especially, on, and, I mean, and that's, I just want, I think we all want, and we know how badly Sam Darnold has needed help his first two seasons, and he hasn't had it, you know, especially on the offensive line. Um, not yep. so much who he's throwing to either, but especially on the offensive line. And I think it's almost kind of like a, a stark reversal almost as we head into the season where the offensive line is looking better than the wide receivers are because I don't know I don't know what's going on with the wide receivers. Thankfully, they seem to be walking back onto the field, and a lot of the a lot of the guys are you know Denzel Mims is sounding like he might be able to play on Sunday. So, um, but to go back to your question, Makad Becton, that's who my eyes are on for at least at least for week one. All right, so you go Makai Becton. I'm going with Denzel Mims. You, know, you. you mentioned that the Jets just don't take offensive players in the in the first round. Well, they really don't take offensive players, I feel like, ever, or at least none of them work out. But they went back-to-back two offensive players in the first time in what feels like forever that they've – I mean, yeah, I, I think the last time they went offense was Nick Mangold, right? Like, oh, oh yeah, other than uh... – other than a quarterback, yeah, I think yeah, it was other than a quarterback. the mangle is the mangle brick to bring Shaw Ferguson draft. Right. So I mean Denzel Mims, if you're a Jets fan, you're well aware of who this guy is. Right now he was he's been dealing with an injury, but today, which is Wednesday, him and Brashad Perryman were back in practice and you know, uh, obviously we're not at practice, we are not beat writers, but just hearing that is great. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. hearing that is great. This is a guy that's supposed to be an incredibly explosive wide receiver someone who can go up and high point the ball uh attacks the ball something that robbie anderson former jet who's on the on the uh the panthers now never did which was incredibly frustrating because of how well he was able to get open he just never whenever there was a contested catching it always was arm catches or just not he, he just wasn't good at it let me let's yeah. just be honest he'll, he'll it's, 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 a, too, it's a so. skill it's a skill uh, Denzel Mims, everything I've been reading about him, you know, he could have gone much earlier in that second round, but it was an incredibly deep wide receiver draft. And that's why, um, and I wouldn't go as far as to say he'd be a first rounder at all, but I think that having a guy like him is very important. Uh, the Jets needed to invest in wide receivers. And while he was the only wide receiver they took, um, and that they definitely need to keep on addressing the wide receiver position until they find some excellent players. He's a solid pick. And that brings me to my next point. The fact of the matter is we had no preseason this year. Yep. And so usually like we're talking about this, Connor. And when we do, we've seen these guys play at this point. We've been like, yeah, like Mims look preseason week three. He looked pretty dang good. Or he was pretty trash. I'm worried. (laughs) Right. Like, this time, nobody's had preseason. Right. So this means not just fans haven't seen these players and they don't have any idea, but neither do coaches, you know, who haven't seen them play in head-on scrimmages yet, especially Mims, who I'm pretty sure he missed those scrimmages. So we haven't seen anything yeah. that he's been able to do, especially the coaches, you mm-hmm. know. I mean, the coaches have a better idea than we do, but it's still not exactly normal for these co- like Usually – Scouts get like four preseason games. They can scout. There was no waiver ads really this year. 
and you know, usually you hear waiver ads, you're thinking fantasy football. No, waivers, that's a real thing. It's a real <laughs> thing, folks, and that's a thing that, you know, GMs love to take advantage of the waiver wire and pick up guys where they have their scouts, they do their scouting and other preseason games, and they find gems that way. Well, we didn't see a lot of waiver additions this year because nobody's seen anybody play yet. Right. And I'm sure after week one and two, we're going to see a plethora of waiver additions. It's going to be that's those are going to be like kind of the de facto preseason games for a lot of these teams. Um, and then we're going to start seeing some really quality, real quality football. But yeah, I mean, listen, it's been a very, very weird offseason. But Connor, tomorrow, the NFL season tomorrow. And it, this is either going to be coming out Thursday or Friday. So this, I'm assuming Friday. Um, yesterday we had the very first football game of the season. Who knows who won that game? Probably the Chiefs. Um, you know, probably, probably Patrick and Patrick Mahomes <laughs> and the Chiefs winning that game. His five hundred million dollars. Yeah, Bill, Bill O'Brien will fuck something up somehow. Yes, he will. So, <laughs> all right. Let me, I want to gauge where you're at with this Jets team right now, because for me, I have incredibly low expectations. In the past couple of years I've hosted this podcast, I have gone on the record saying, oh, yeah, the Jets, they can win 10 games this year. <laughs> if things go right, you know, nine games is the number eight, maybe eight. They can get eight. I'm expecting like six wins. This, yeah. is, this isn't something I, I'm not I'm not huge on this team right now. They lost their best player. Uh, they traded him away. Uh, Jamal Adams is no longer gone. That'll be the only time we mention Jamal Adams on this podcast for the rest of the year. But I want to talk about Ashton Davis, my new best friend. All right, fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the, the Jets, uh, this is not, it's not an easy schedule. No. At all. Uh, Much harder than last year. Yeah, you're playing, your first three weeks, you're playing three playoff teams, Bills, 49ers, Colts, and you get the Broncos, who just lost Von Miller. Uh, and I, you know, topic three, we're going to talk about the schedule. It's kind of, we, we kind of, we're kind of going into the schedule, kind of a hybrid topic here. Um, you got Cardinals who are going to be good. Chargers, this is a very talented roster. Bills, Chiefs, Patriots, Dolphins, back-to-back weeks for the Dolphins. Interesting. They must have, I don't even, I don't even know. Uh, and then you get Raiders, Seahawks, Ram, Seahawks, Rams, Brown, Patriots to end the season. I mean, there's a lot of very tough stretches this is not going to be a very good Jets team. They're going to lose. I'm expecting a high draft pick. I'm expecting four, five, maybe six wins this year. Um, and that's, you know, I, I think that that's about where a lot of, like, I mean, I don't know where you're at, but I feel like a lot of Jets fans, they, there can't be high expectations this year. They just no. really can't. Um, I mean, who knows? Maybe Sam Darnold actually you know, reaches his potential this year and carries them to a bunch more wins. But I'm, even if he does do that, I just don't think the roster around him is good enough. So Mm -hmm. I want to gauge your opinion on what you think of this team heading into the 2020 season. I'm basically with you there. Uh, I think that there's the most pressure, I think, is as it has been, you know, almost since he got drafted, the most pressure is on Sam Darnold. You know, being, I mean, that's just the way it is. He's the quarterback. You know, he's responsible basically on. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's responsible for how this offense performs. And we can hear anything, you know, from pressers, from beat writers saying, you know, I just saw Sam Darnold drop like, you know, an all pro type of pass in practice or something like that. Or he beat, you know, so and so defensive back for 
like this amazing 30 yard pass and it gets us all hyped up camp passes and stuff but obviously how does that translate to the field Darnold is a quarterback of ups and downs I think we have all realized that at this point for every so far I'm not I'm not willing to label him that for the rest of his career for the rest of his career yeah so far so far for every game against the Washington football team, like last year where he threw for four touchdowns, possibly could have even thrown for five, he has the seeing ghost game. And I said he, the only way he was last year after it happened, the only way he was going to be able to live that down is if he went out the next week against Jacksonville and just totally torched the place. He didn't do that. And that's a, you know, it's a, it's a big problem. And with the, the fact that the Jets didn't really do a ton to address the weapons he's going to be throwing to is very concerning. You know, they still have Jameson Crowder, who was a great find for the Jets last season, turned out to be a great you know, target for Darnold. He loved throwing to him. They last year, they lost Chris Herndon. Thankfully he's back. Thank you know, God. Thank him and him and uh, him and Ryan Griffin will be like, I, I think a good kind of duo. Cause Ryan yeah. Griffin stepped up in Herndon's absence and absolutely, and played pretty decently. Yes, he did. So, I think it's a lot of it. And then, you know, there's Mims. We're all excited to see him play and what he could possibly do. But, you know. Let me ask you this. Are you even excited for this season? Like. I was saying this to to my friends the other day. It's just. It's the weirdest feeling that I I, I am excited, but also at the same time, I'm not. If that makes any sense. Like, did just he, like I, I just feel like the, the, the ceiling could drop on us at any point where. They have to put not, the, they have not to just the Jets, though. Not just the yeah. Jets. I'm talking about football in general, too. Yeah. Like, I oh, didn't 100%. even do. I didn't even do fantasy football draft prep this year. I Me just kind of went into it, and I Jumped usually into am, a draft. <laughs> right. I'm like, if it just doesn't, like, I, I guess it's because yeah. usually there's preseason and they kind of yeah. ease you into it, and like you get the anticipation. It, it, we're going in cold turkey tomorrow night. Yep. Like, no, it's 100. percent It's 100 percent the reason that there, there hasn't been, you know. You know, we take it, we say it, I feel like all the time, or at least I do, that to us as fans, preseason doesn't really seem, you know, like that important. And if anything, we argue for the starters saying it's just putting them at risk to get hurt. I mean, look what happened to Avery Williamson last year. Right. Um, obviously, we've noticed now how important it is for some of these guys that are undrafted free agents or are on the cusp of making the team that that's what they count on is they count on for preseason. But that gets us hyped I for feel football like, in general, and I, yeah, we don't have that. You know? I, I, yeah, I know you're right. But I also feel like we we don't usually have the NBA and NHL playoffs going on concurrently. That's also true. And so, right and now, baseball. for for me as a fan, <laughs> and I'm not sh- and baseball. Well, no, baseball usually is going on right now. It's September. So oh yeah. It just fits to. It's okay. It's a weird year. It's so. A weird- so that's the excuse for everything, by the way. Don't worry. You're good. It's a weird <laughs> year. But for me as a fan, I watch all four major sports. I'll even watch soccer. Right? I love soccer. But And I'll watch golf. I, I'm a big sports guy. Mm-hmm. But – and there are other there – are, there are millions of people who watch all these sports, right? And everybody has, like, their little phases they go through throughout the year. It's kind of a cyclical thing where um, from January to uh, April, it's basketball season, right? Football is pretty much over with. 
January to April, it's it's basketball season, college basketball, NBA basketball. Then you get the finals and 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 the playoffs from April to June for hockey. Also, it's hockey season two, right? That's like when things are winding down. Baseball is the dog days of summer, and then baseball, you're getting tired of it. You're like, oh, finally, but the playoffs pick up, and that's the most exciting part of baseball in October, and that's also when football is starting up, right? So end of August, you're like, I'm so sick of baseball. Training camp's here. You get dozens right. of tweets from all your favorite beat writers walking you through it. Hard knock starts, right? You get fantasy football 24 hours on ESPN. You get all these different things that get you hyped for the sport. Right. And then Christmas Day, that's when that's when basketball like kind of starts up again. Right. January, right. Christmas. But it's all football in between that. This year, there's none of that this year. Like no, we, we, we all we, we we lost sports. We went cold turkey to use a phrase I already used in this podcast. We went cold turkey. <laughs> right. In March, they were like, no, nope, you're done. Sorry. And then we got everything back in August. Right. And it's been awesome. But it doesn't feel right. If that yeah. makes sense, it's going to feel when I when I when I sit down at one o'clock, which is going to be weird for me because usually it's been noon because I'm in the central time zone. But when I sit down at one o'clock on Sunday and Scott Hansen says to me and to millions of others around the country. Welcome back, football fans. The 2020 season is upon us. It's going to be like nothing changed because with football different from baseball and even basketball. Um, and hockey, you can't see the fans when you're watching at all. Mm -hmm. Only when they do fan shots, they have to pan because the way football is broadcast, the only thing you can see is the field and the bench on the top of the screen. Right. So it's not. It's gonna feel like they're, they're gonna pump in crowd noise, and it's gonna feel like nothing has changed at all. It's gonna be a normal NFL season, so we think. One thing that's gonna be different though, a lot of COVID cases are gonna happen. It's 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 bound to happen. Oh, it's going to they, pop up. They've 100%. been they they've been excellent. The NFL has been excellent so far, which is the biggest surprise ever. Right? I completely was completely expecting them to come to completely like bungle it and right. something terrible was going to happen. But you know. yeah, yeah, I, I was I was just as shocked as you were. I mean, listen, I think the season's going to finish. They're finishing baseball. It's going to happen. They're going to figure it out. They got expanded player pools, practice squad, all this different stuff, right? They'll be fine. But it's definitely a, it's definitely a, a weird year, and it doesn't help. I mean, it's not. it doesn't help that we don't have a lot to be excited about. <laughs> so, all right, let's talk about something that – I mean, let's just let's, – let's go into the schedule because um, I kind of touched on it a little bit. I want to just get your thoughts on this schedule. You gave them a little bit. Let's let's go into more detail re real quick. Um, mm -hmm. We start with the Bills. This is, yep. the, you know, we can, you know, let's we can just let's preview the game. You know, we can then maybe talk about the rest of the schedule if we if we feel like it. But Jets Bills on the road at what do they call their stadium now? Do they call them? It's not a new era. It's Bills. It's, it's Bills just, Stadium. It's, it's Bills just Stadium. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Yeah. It's just Bills Stadium. For now. Buffalo yeah. is minus six and a half. They are the consensus pick. Seventy percent of betters are taking them right now. Um. That's probably a good pick. <laughs> the Bills Safe are pick. the Bills are really good. Um. I think their quarterback stinks. 
but I'm expect- I hate the fact he's getting hyped up so much. I, you put Sam Darnold with that with those weapons, he's a ten times better quarterback than Josh Allen. A hundred percent. They're making the playoffs every year Disgusting. with, with Darnold over Allen. Anyway, Disgusting. You know, and every Bills fan will laugh at that, and every Jets fan will agree with us. But <laughs> so the Jets. Says he isn't biased. We mentioned before Perryman and Mims being back is huge, um, uh-huh. especially you know. The Bills, their 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 defense is ridiculous. They just re-signed Tre'Davious White to a nice little contract. Um, he's one of the best cornerbacks in all of football. Listen, I'm not exactly uh, afraid of this Bills offense. It's probably going to be a low-scoring game. The over/under on this game is 39. Um, that's not exactly world-beating. Uh, <laughs> let's just say Vegas doesn't have faith that a lot of points are going to be scored. <laughs> Uh, 39, I, I, 39, I would take the under. This feels like a 13 to 10 game. Um, just brutal watch for anyone that's not a Jets yeah, or a Bills fan. No, right. it, it'll be brutal for Jets and Bills fans also. Um, <laughs> listen, I think the Bills will win. No, you know, it, it's going to be like a 16 to 10 game. And we're going to yeah. be like, oh, the Jets defense looked pretty good. But, and then everyone's going to be like, Josh yeah, Allen but Sam, like Dar- yeah, Sam Darnold still stinks. But that's what that's what everyone's gonna say. The Can't wait. Thing, the only thing I can say is if this like I just we don't need this to be a repeat of week one last year. Jets go out hot, they they go up seventeen nothing. Anything and then what that. happens? And then they blew it. <laughs> I'd our, rather than I'd rather our, them go out there and do exactly what you just said. They lose sixteen to ten, but it's like it'd be going they're going back and forth the whole game or the bills were up and they still try to say to come back but fell short. That's fine. Just don't go out there and choke like you did last year. The Bills like, have Josh Norman now? Yeah, who cares? Josh Norman stinks. Yeah, he does stink, but I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, the biggest the biggest thing with the Bills now is is Diggs. I mean, yeah, getting Diggs to go with John Brown, that's a really – and then they have Cole Beasley, who's going to kill us because he always does. Um, yeah. you'll, you'll probably see a Dawson Knox touchdown at some point or a Josh Allen rushing touchdown. <laughs> But this defense is really, really good. Um, li- I mean, I'm not afraid of Josh Norman, but I kind of really looking forward to watching Denzel Mims go up against him. Um, well, it depends. I, how much do you think he's actually going to play? I don't know. I, I'm just thinking he that he goes out there, they dress him. He he goes in on some plays, but I don't think Gase is going to want to push him too hard. Push him. Considering he has a push practice. him. <laughs> No, I want to see that. I want to see that guy playing. Put the pads we all on. CJ CJ Mosley play again in the Patriots game. He went in there for a couple plays and he bounced right back out. <laughs> Not great. No, you're right. You're right. Um, all right. So Mims, he had a full practice today, yeah. which was good. Trust me, I'd um, like to see it. You know, I want to see Darnold throw him a touchdown. Like, no. listen, <laughs> I think that the X factor for the Jets is how are they going to handle the Bills' pass rush? Yeah. Um, with this new offensive line. If Sam right. Darnold gets time, he's really good. He just is. I don't care what anybody says. I've, we've, I, if, if you say otherwise, you haven't watched him enough. Mm-hmm. You know, I've watched every game of that kid's career. I watched the best college game he ever played um, where he murdered my Nittany Lions in the Rose Bowl. Listen, he's, he's real. He needs time in the pocket like every quarterback does. He's not Lamar Jackson, okay? You know, he's not Mahomes, guys like that who can move around in the pocket legitimately. But Jesus, and he's not—he's not even Josh Allen in terms of mobility. 
But no. that kid, Sam Darnold, can move. Yeah. He's really good when the play breaks down. And hopefully the play doesn't have to break down too often. I mean, look look no further than the two-point conversion in the week one of last year. Yeah. Like, it breaks down, and he made, made, made something from nothing. And it threw an unbelievable pass for, to, for Le'Veon to catch in the back of the end zone. He's had, and, two, he's had two throws like that against the Bills also. Yeah, actually, he's, yeah. He's run, like, <laughs> a 50 yards around the field, <laughs> avoiding pass rushers, right? Yeah. So, listen, if, if, if they can protect him, if, if – I mean, one thing I'm looking forward to, Connor McGovern. You know, yep. we're not going to see. We're not going to see. Who was the center last year? Khalil. Brian Khalil. No, but <laughs> who was the, who was the backup for Khalil after Khalil got hurt? It was oh, uh, someone so trash. And he, like they snapped the ball. Oh, Spencer Long, I think. Oh uh, no, no, Spencer Long was two years ago. Even so, both of them. My, they my they both. Enemy. They both stunk at snapping the football. Terrible. They both Terrible. could just. They would just snap the football right over Sam's head. It was so frustrating. So many times Sam's catching the ball at his ears. That's not where you're supposed to catch the ball. The only thing I can remember, and thank thank God he's no longer the team, was in the Miami game last season when that exact thing happened. Ball came out. Darnold, I mean, to his credit, to not to defend him here, but he, he wasn't fully prepared for the snap. But it went high. It went at, and it went down. He had to kick it out for a safety. And who gets in his face? Brian Winters. And he starts yelling at Sam. And it's like, Brian Winters. You stink, dude. You're so bad. You have, you have absolutely no right to yell at Sam. I You're absolutely it. trash. And Brian Winters, he is now in the Buffalo Bills. You so I really yeah. hope someone beats him. On the, I hope oh, Quinn Williams just like goes right through him on Sunday. Yeah. Now, all right. Um, something the Jets will struggle with for sure is reaching Josh Allen, especially because of how quick and you know how mobile he is and whatnot. But this Jets team has zero pass rush they're really gonna be relying heavily on quinn and williams to provide some interior pass rush he's gonna see a lot of double teams um they're gonna need steve mcclendon and and they're gonna need steve mcclendon to eat up all and uh fularonzo fatukasi (laughs) love that name they need fatukasi uh to they they need these guys to eat up some double teams they play a three four um I mean, listen, this defense lost a major piece, but I know you wanted to talk about Ashton Davis and whatnot, so I can give you the floor here real quick. But what what, what are your thoughts on this defense? We've talked plenty about the, the wide receivers, the running backs. Yeah. We, Le'Veon Bell's Le'Veon Bell. The offensive line's gotten better. We can move to the defense now. What What's your expectation for this defense? I feel a lot better about the defense than I do about the offense, but I feel like I say that every single season with the Jets, and it seems to pan out. <laughs> like at least on like the rushing defense, always seems to be you know, but no matter how bad the overall team is, the Jets seem to always have a strong rushing defense, and I feel better there. And the Jets still don't have an edge rusher, and it's uh, it. The Jets' best edge rusher last year was Jamal Adams, and. That's not a good thing when your strong safety is your best edge rusher, but they don't. But they still have Jordan Jenkins. Jordan Jenkins, he managed. He he had uh, eight sacks last season. I'm pretty sure he did. Yeah. So he, him, and as of now, Neville Hewitt are the two starting outside linebackers for Sunday. Neville Hewitt, I imagine, will be you know. Well, right now on the um, 
on the depth chart on ESPN. Oh no, it's, uh, I'm looking at uh, Basham. I think. So Basham is the yeah, Basham is the yeah. outside. Emily Ewan and Williamson are the in- interior. Right, linebacker. right. Yeah, so, not great. Still not great. Not great. <laughs> Jordan Jenkins, I really like. Avery Williamson, I really like. But the other ones, Basham, Hewitt, Blake Cashman, Frankie Luvu, these guys, they they are serviceable linebackers. I'm they, not saying just, this they, is nothing they, against them, but you don't, but you're never excited about saying that a position is serviceable. Yeah, you know, it the, doesn't get you pumped up. If there's one thing that Jets have, it's mediocre linebackers. <laughs> <laughs> a rot- a rotating pool of mediocre linebackers. Yep. And they wouldn't have CJ Mosley, but hey, God bless him. He wanted to, you know, opt out. Obviously well within him. Well within his rights to do so. You protect him we'll, and we'll his miss, family. You we'll, know, we'll miss him for sure. I mean that's we, the Jets will miss him, you know. Granted we've seen him play as a jet for all of four quarters, but <laughs> he's obviously a unbelievable player, so it's unfortunate. Uh, defensive backs, I, I, I mean, you and I sung Bless Austin's praises at the end of last season. I'm pretty sure every time you recorded, we sung his praises. So him, love me Pierre some Desir, Bless Austin. Pierre Desir, I'm excited to see him play. You know, a great corner. Unfortunately, who knows when we'll be able to see Bryce Hall. You know, everyone. I didn't know much about him, but he's, everyone he said, good. "Yeah, no, I like him." He's like a mid-round steal for the Jets because he wasn't able to play his senior year of college or his final year of eligibility. And uh, oh, he's real. He's real. And he was very good. So, but unfortunately, he's uh, he's on IR for the time being. And um, yeah, you know, but I like. Also, all the beat writers said that the one player that had probably the best camp is Marcus May. Yeah, and I am unbelievably excited to see what he can do without Batman, so to speak. <laughs> will, will this new, will, will Robin step up to become the new Batman? Jamal Adams obviously was the star of, he was the best player on the Jets. Mm-hmm. But as it became more and more apparent that that relationship was never fully healed from the trade deadline debacle. Can I just and, say real quick, can I just say before you continue? Sure. Fuck Jamal Adams. <laughs> <laughs> you can continue. No, we're, we're we're very much on the same page there. Fuck Jamal Adams. We're we're very much in the same boat. No, there. like just seriously, like, fuck him. Screw that. He guy. went from other than Sam. He went from everyone's favorite player. Everyone's saying he's a leader. He's gonna you know be like the the leader on this offense for years and years and his whole career. Like everyone's saying it, and then you know. You keep claiming I, – I don't want to spend too much time on this, but you keep claiming week after week how you want to be here and you want to help build something and you want to change the culture. And, you know, things just break down again. Sam gets mono. We play The Jets play like three of their worst games in history because they have to play – because the offensive line collapses and they lose uh, – they lose fucking – what's his name? Who backed up Sam? And he got hurt in the, the Cleveland game. Oh, um, oh, man. Took my oh, tongue. Some, uh, the so, Denver quarterback, no, I'm trying to think of his name now. He was the I quarterback in Denver, played at Northwestern and his name was, um, there's a T in there somewhere. Uh, let's see. No, no we're going to get this bad radio. Um, Terrible radio. Here we go. 
Trevor, Trevor Simeon. Simeon. <laughs> we got it at the exact same time. Trevor Simeon. Yeah, he's well, stuck. He's stuck. When, he's stuck. You're, when you're losing when you, and Trevor Simeon gets hurt in that Cleveland game because the offensive line is terrible, he just breaks his leg or breaks his ankle, whatever happened to him. Then you're starting Luke Falk the next, like, two weeks. Like, the team is, go- is not going to perform well. And it's on – it was on guys like Jamal – to be like the guy in the locker room helping lead the team through it till Sam got back. He wasn't that, you know? He wasn't. And it became more and more apparent that it just, he had to go. Joe Douglas shipped him to Seattle, a winning team. Of course, the Jets play at Seattle this year. So it's like, that's another thing that is already getting hyped up for. Le'Veon is going to stiff arm him. Le'Veon. Le'Veon's going to stiff arm him into next, <laughs> into the week after that because it's not next week you know and so, I will to 12 we, weeks from now he'll stiff arm him into 12 <laughs> weeks from now <laughs> um but yeah no and joe douglas went and he got like one of the best hauls i've ever seen in a trade yeah the fact excellent. that he managed to get two first round picks for a strong safety i mean for as good as jamal was and a later round pick I, and he got a starting safety out of the deal yeah bradley mcdougall yeah and, no, he's he, it's not like some scrap player like is bears just barely above a practice squad. McDougal's starting for Seattle last year. Yeah, no, they basically just swapped good. those positions. So it's and you know because I mean, even though McDougal's good, you know we're we're still going to see what Ashton Davis can do. And everyone, a lot of beat writers said that he's in the same vein as Jamal in that he's not limited to just being a safety. Right, like he's he everywhere. So he's that's an athletic freak. Exactly. And that's what Jamal was. So right. we're going to miss what? that. The defense is going to miss that. Greg Williams is going to miss that. But if there's one thing Greg Williams excelled in last year. It was literally making something out of nothing. Yep. Jets linebackers went down left and right last season. And he somehow made, you know, something out of that defense and actually made them a respectable unit. So I'm really excited to just see what he can put together as well because, you know, I have more confidence in him as I did last year than in the Jets head coach, but that really goes without saying. All right, and that was talking Jamal Adams. We will, <laughs> bur- we will bury that conversation next to the football Rex Ryan buried in the practice field. Oh, Rex. All right. Um, okay, so uh, let's wrap this up. We got a couple more things to talk about. Um predictions because we kind of talked about who we're excited to see play already and that wasn't our next topic but we've already talked about that we've touched on that predictions is gonna be pretty this will be pretty basic i want nothing crazy no no long answers here just you know give me your your gut your gut take sam darnold good or bad this year good better than last year okay and he missed and, four games last year right and he actually he Hasn't played a full season. I'd like to see him play a full season. He didn't play a full season his rookie year. I'd like to see him play all 16 games. That would be chill. Yes. Be nice. Um, all right. So, all right. Hold on one second. There we go. Uh, Quinn and Williams, good or bad? I want to say good, but I honestly don't know. I mean, he went out there. He didn't. He didn't really do a whole lot last year, to be honest. Like nothing that made me excited about the future and that's not an indictment on him whatsoever i mean i guess it kind of is but like oh, it you is. know it is. <laughs> yeah i bet he, he didn't go out there and he didn't blow me away but he also didn't go out there and completely like you know stink like you know he had his moments i just i'm just afraid 
of falling into the Leonard Williams like territory of, oh, yeah, maybe he didn't get that sack, but did you see all the pressure he put on the quarterback? Like, I mean, I don't, I don't want to have, I mean, we, have fun with that, Giants fans. <laughs> you see it week to week on Twitter, like just Giants fans saying, like, look at all the pressure Leonard Williams got. Like, we told ourselves that for years. Just to, it's <laughs> it's a fake stat. <laughs> yeah, it is. I just all don't right. want to put him fall into that territory. Hopefully, he won't. Mims, good or bad? Good. I I have full confidence that once he is able to, you know get back get up to speed because he's really he's not there between the injury and just not being able to work with the offense completely i think uh once he gets kind of settled maybe like week three to four i think he'll he'll be become a very valuable asset for the jets all right i'm gonna go darnold good quinnon bad mims good so I, Sounds think like in, I, think, I think that we're in the same category there. Record, yeah. my official prediction for the New York Jets is as follows. They are going to go Uh-oh. 5 and 11. Ooh. I, I mean, I can't fault you for it. I mean, the Jets have a very, very tough schedule, and they're not a very good football team, so it's hard to. Plus, I hope I'm wrong, but they're gonna be bad. So I'm expecting another like sixth round pick, and Sam does enough to stay on as the starter next year, and they get him some real weapons, and they build around this team, and maybe finally something happens. But I'm not expecting anything good from from, from this team this year. We say this, and I feel like these talking points are just the exact same thing every single season. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, I hope he does well enough. I hope that, you know, they're probably going to have like a, a pick in the like five to 10, and I hope they do something to build around Sam. And it's like, when did it finally change? Hopefully, Joe Douglas is, you know, the guy we all believe him to be. And I think. What he's done so far is obviously very encouraging. Um, as far as predictions for this season and a record, in my write-up on GothamSN.com, my my prediction then, you're going to call me crazy, my prediction then was 8-8. Eight and eight. I'm lowering that to 6-10. and ten. Respect. Think, Respect. Yeah, I think that when I wrote it, you know, the Patriots didn't have Cam Newton yet. The fact the Patriots have Cam Newton, it's just like, I mean, he's not Jared Stidham. You know, yeah. But he's Cam Newton, former NFL MVP. He's going to be playing with Bill Belichick. Are you kidding me? Like, mm-hmm. This is the second second half career renaissance that exactly the exact, same, exact thing that Cam Newton was looking for, and he got it. So now the Jets have to deal with that until he retires because you know he's going to play well enough that the Patriots are going to resign him for more than just the one-year contract. Unless Cam Newton... Or he's bad and they suck so much that they get Trevor Lawrence and then our lives are ruined for the next 20 years. For another next 20 years. Yeah. (sighs) Hope you guys had fun listening to this podcast. (laughs) All right, well, that's... I think that's it. We have our predictions 5 and 11, 6 and 10. Connor, anything else you'd like to add before we peace out here? Um, good. Go Jets. I don't even know. I, I, I'm looking forward to watching them. I, I, I can't believe it. I hate 
the fact that this team has me coming back every single season, but they we do. Are, we are stupid, stupid people. We are stupid, st- dumb people. <laughs> stupid idiots. All right. And on that note, that is it for the Jet Stream this week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, if you want to find any other of Gotham Sports Network's content, you can go to GothamSN.com, or you can find us on Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud. I don't think I'm forgetting any other. I think that's, I think that's it. I think that's it. Uh, you know, look us up on Twitter at GothamSN. You can find me at Jesse Finver, and you can find Connor. At the NJ Mick, because this, this is on. I'm Irish, and I'm from New Jersey. There it is. <laughs> I missed that. <laughs> All right, folks. It was great being here with y'all. Y'all, look at that. The Mississippi yeah. stuck with me. It's bleeding over. I know. <laughs> I know. All right, folks. Have a good one. And- <laughs>